Welcome to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in their lives. And it's a place where your questions about faith and religion can be answered. And now, here's your host, Deacon Al. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Good News. I am Deacon Al Lundy, and happy to be here with you tonight. I'm a permanent deacon here in the Peoria Diocese, and uh, it's such a thrill to be on Catholic Spirit Radio and talking to so many parishioners throughout our diocese uh, from way up north by, uh, what, we're just past Joliet? Are we past Joliet now? Joliet and DeKalb and all the way down to Lincoln and uh, east and west for quite a ways. So uh, it's it's so much fun to see the station uh, growing as as quickly as it is. We have uh, just a few days away from our third most well attended mass of of the year. It's, I always am astounded by this. So when you think about a lot of people heading in for mass, you think about what we laughingly call creasters or. Uh, Lilies, what is it? Lilies and, re- and lilies and wreaths, right? The Easter lilies, Christmas wreaths. The, the those Catholics who come to church on Christmas and on Easter, but we have a third holiday, a, a third holy day that is almost the attendance is almost as good as Christmas. Just amazes me. Ash Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, which isn't a holy day. Which I'm sorry, I shouldn't say it's not a holy day. It's a feast. But it's not, it's not one of the big ones. It's not a holy day of obligation. You know, Easter Sunday, Christmas, holy days of obligation. Ash Wednesday, nope. And everybody turns up. Why? Because we put dirt on their heads. We're, I, I had a priest explain to me, you know, you give something away for free and people will beat down your door. <laughs> as long as it's free, they don't care what it is. So we give people some, some dirt on their, on their foreheads for free and they, they turn out. Now it's it's a very it has a very important meaning, uh, but it is it's just ash, but it's ash that reminds us of our origin, uh, where we came from. Human, the word human comes from humus, from earth. We're made of the earth, and so this celebrates the fact that we we are a created being, that we are here by intention of of this great creator who had so much love that he needed to share it. And he created a being that he could share his love with, and he did it out of the very earth. And you think, well, how can that be? Well, talk talk to a scientist about or, to, or your physician. What's my body made out of? It's made out of water and carbon and uh, nitrogen, th- things of the earth. We're, everything in our body can be found in the soil. I, I just think that's beautiful. I, I find that really, really amazing. So here we are uh, coming into Ash Wednesday, which is the beginning of our Lenten period, 40 days before uh, the Feast of the Resurrection, Easter. And we all show up together to be marked as Christians, to, to take a, a sign that's, uh, rather than baptism, which is a sign that's visible on our soul, but not visible to the public, we agree to be marked so the public can see who we are and what we attest to. Uh, we are not the only church that uses ashes, but we are open to everybody. 
you don't have to be Catholic to get ashes on Ash Wednesday. You're welcome to come to any of our masses and to find out what those masses, when those masses will be and where. You can go to Catholic Spirit Radio's website. Uh, go to catholicspiritradio.org and you can find when the masses will be on Ash Wednesday. Uh, most churches are going to have a morning, afternoon, and evening mass uh, within their parish community. You can also find out uh, when confessions are going to be available, because as we get into Lent, a great way to start Lent is with a clean slate, get into that confessional, and uh, open your heart up to uh, to God's uh, great forgiveness. We've got, uh, you'll, we'll be having Stations of the Cross throughout Lent at all of our parishes. So it's a, it's a very lively time. It's a somber time, a time for us to clean house, just as we're going to do at our own homes as we get ready for Easter company. But we clean the, inter- the interior house our, of our own hearts, our own souls, uh, to make room for Christ to, to enter at, at Easter. So this is the seventh Sunday of Ordinary Time. It's the last Sunday as we enter into Lent. So our readings are from Leviticus in our first reading. I believe we're back to Paul, uh, to the Corinthians for our second, and again, the Gospel of Matthew, who we've been hearing about throughout all of uh, Ordinary Time now. So let's start with Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the whole Israelite community and tell them, Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. You shall not bear hatred for your brother or sister in your heart. Though you may have to reprove your fellow citizen, do not incur sin because of him. Take no revenge and cherish no grudge against any of your people. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord, the word of the Lord. And this is a great time to talk about what holiness is. Because it says, speak to the whole community and tell them, be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. So what does it mean to be holy? Well, the dictionary says that that holy means set aside for consecration to God or for a godly purpose. Put put apart, set apart. So God's telling us, be be special. Set yourself, set your life aside in service to God. And we can do that in many, many ways. So in the church, one of our one of our great saints is uh, Saint Therese of Lisieux, who is known for her small acts of love, her little things. You know, you don't have to do great things to set yourself apart for God. It's not doing big things; it's doing little things with great love. And so you can do that at home, no matter what your role in your family is. You can do it at school. Whether you're a student or a teacher, you can do it at work, whether you're an employee or whether you're the employer. You can do little acts of love for other people uh, in a godly way. Do them in a way that, that represent this, this love. We're, we're to love our brother and sister in our hearts. And that means sometimes pointing out error, telling someone what you're doing is sinful. And that doesn't make us their judge. When, the, when Scripture tells us not to judge, it's not what they're talking about. We're not to judge someone's uh, eternal resting point. We're not to say, you're going to heaven, you're going to hell. That's not for us to decide. There's only one judge for that, and that's Christ. And we're not to, uh, if we put ourselves in Christ's place, uh, that's, that's sinful. And so it says, avoid that sin. Reprove your fellow citizens, but 
but don't incur sin as you do it. Don't judge them and don't do it out of anger. Don't do it out of spite. Don't do it out of revenge, but do it out of love to help them, to bring them back to Christ so that they can enjoy the, the same blessings and the same graces that we enjoy as, as disciples. So our whole first reading from Leviticus is, yes, it's important to follow the law, and it's important to help your neighbor follow the law, but we need to do it in a Christ-like way, in a, in a godly way, setting ourselves not as greater than our, than our neighbor, but as, as equals, helping them along just as we hope they will help us along, to love our neighbor as yourself. And if you remember in the New Testament, Jesus says the two most important commandments— Love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And this is where he's drawing that from. He's bringing him back to say, you know, we've been telling you this for centuries. I'm not here to tell you anything new. I'm, I'm here to remind you what God has told you throughout all, the hist- all your history all of mankind. So that's our first reading. And our first reading and our second reading are really quite short. And you know what that means? Long gospel. Uh, the, the folks who put this together, the, uh, <laughs> our, our wonderful magisterium who, who put our readings together for the year, have a tendency to say, well, that's kind of a short reading. Oh, that's kind of a short reading. Well, we've got to fill up this hour. So let's, let's, let's go a little longer on the, on the gospel. So that's what we've got today. So I'm going to bring you a short uh, first and second reading, and then we're going to bring you a longer gospel to talk about. Uh, all of them with good news, all of them with great information, all of them there to help you live a more blessed life in, in our Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be back with more good news right after this. Stay tuned. Good news will be right back on Catholic Spirit Radio. Hi, this is Kathy and Anne from Catholic Spirit Radio. We are looking for folks who would love to volunteer with us during our fundraisers and various other station events and tasks throughout the year. We really need volunteers in the DeKalb, Sycamore, Morris, Joliet, and Lincoln areas, as well as Bloomington Normal. If you have a few extra hours or more a month, put them to use for the Lord. We would love to add your name to our Catholic Spirit Radio volunteer list. Contact us at office at catholicspiritradio.org. This is it. The final performances ever in Bloomington, Illinois. This is the last season for the spectacular performances of the American Passion Play, the greatest story ever told. The American Passion Play brings Christian history to life with authentic costumes, elaborate settings, and live animals. There's intrigue, drama, friendship, and as the plot unfolds, betrayal, sorrow, and love. You must see the American Passion Play before its final curtain falls at the Center for the Performing Arts in Bloomington. Viewed by generation after generation, this is theater at its best. Performance dates are March 11, 18, 25, and April 1st, and each performance begins promptly at 1 p.m. Reserve your American Passion Play tickets today by calling 309-829-3903. This is an important message for DeKalb, Sycamore, Morris, and Joliet listeners. Catholic Spirit Radio's recent purchase of a radio station in your area has been an expensive endeavor, but a worthwhile investment because in this boisterous secular world, we want your community to hear more about the real truths and beauty of the Catholic faith. With the expansion in your area, we now need your added financial help to maintain it. It costs $7,000 a month to run Catholic Spirit Radio, even with our all-volunteer staff. Show us this 
station matters to you and the souls of your community. Become a first-time donor. Better yet, become a monthly donor. Join other listeners. When you pay your monthly bills, include a Catholic Spirit Radio donation. Mail to 108 Boykins Place in Normal, Illinois, 61761. Or click the Donate button at catholicspiritradio.org. No one at the station receives a salary, and all donations are tax-deductible. Your donation keeps Catholic Spirit Radio in your community. Has Catholic Spirit Radio touched you? Maybe it has brought you closer to God or even into the church. Tell us your story. Call or text our listener comment line. If you like, you can remain anonymous. 773-541-4159. Welcome back to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio. I want to remind you that Catholic Spirit Radio is a nonprofit organization run completely by volunteers. All the work we do here from beginning to end is done by volunteers. And as you can imagine, uh, running a, a media concern the size, uh, and we're considered fairly small, but we're, we've got a lot of towers and we've got a lot of good programming going. And that takes money and it takes prayer. And we could use both from you. If you have the time, please include us in your prayers. Uh, that our mission and our ministry should uh, continue long into the future. But for that to happen, we're going to need some finances as well. And there's lots of ways that you can contribute to Catholic Spirit Radio through time, treasure, talents. Uh, all of them help. If you go to our website at catholicspiritradio.org and click on the Donate button, it'll show you all sorts of ways that, that you can assist us in our ministries and be part of those ministries yourself. And we would, we would love your prayers and we would love to offer our prayers to you. So if there's something you need help with in your life that you would like some prayers for, please let us know. And our prayer warriors will go to work for you as, as well, asking for uh, intercessions uh, to help you with your needs. If you have loved ones who are ill or injured, if you have a big decision to make and you're having trouble uh, making that decision, it always helps to have some guidance from God and God listens to all prayers, so let us join you in, in that prayer to uh, to help bring those graces of God to you. So uh, I, I contribute, my wife and I contribute to Catholic Spirit Radio every month, and we, I would ask that you uh, consider doing that as well. So on with our program, we are getting into our second reading, which is Paul to the Corinthians. And Paul says, brothers and sisters, do you not know that you are the temple of God? that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person, for the temple of God, which you are, is holy. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you considers himself wise in this age, let him become a fool so as to become truly wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in the eyes of God, for it is written, God catches the wise in their own ruses. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. So let no one boast about human beings, for everything belongs to you, Paul or Apollos or Cephas, or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all belong to you, and you to Christ, and Christ to God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Paul reminds not only the Corinthians, uh, the church and churches in Corinth, but he's talking to us at the same time, reminding us that 
each of us is special in the eyes of God. We each carry God in us through our baptism. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. We are a temple of God. Um, There's a a great line, uh, some some people see their bodies as a temple, I see mine as a tent. Uh, (laughs) It's... uh, (laughs) It's uh yeah we all we all need to take better care of the temple we all need to do some house some better housekeeping um I told you last week about getting old of some bad salmon the best thing that came out of that was in 3 days I lost 4 and a half pounds so you know that's not the way I want to I want to make my temple better but it you know it worked <laughs> it wasn't the intention the uh but don't deceive yourself don't think that you're smarter than god you're not don't think that you're smarter than everyone around you. We all, we all have areas where we're, where we're uh, capable and where we're intelligent and areas where we're not. I always think about um, back in my, my grade school days, we had a, a band director. He was an amazing band director. I mean, he took, our, he took our grade school marching band, got them into all sorts of amazing uh, venues, and he was a terrific uh, director. Got a lot of kids interested in music, in instruments. All my brothers played instruments in in his band. I was a drummer for forty five minutes. No, I don't want to talk about it. it. Was not a great experience. But my brothers all did really well. And uh, one of them still uh, is a father of two that are in college, and he still plays uh, tuba. How he finds places to play tuba where the neighbors will let him, I don't know. But he still plays his tuba. So uh, this is a, a great band director. And my father was driving home from work one day, and he sees Michael sitting on the curb, sobbing. So, pulled over, his car's pulled over, and he's sitting on the curb, sobbing. And this is a man with, a, with his doctorate's degree, who is probably, at this point, he's in his 50s, a very learned, knowledgeable guy. And my father recognizes him and pulls him over and says, Mike, what's the problem? He says, I have a flat tire. And my dad said, okay. I mean, I was in junior high at the time and I knew how to change a flat tire. Not Mike. Here's the guy with a doctorate's degree, has no idea, no idea how to change a tire, has never had a flat tire before in his life and is sitting roadside sobbing because he doesn't know what to do. We're we're all idiots in some cases. Scott Adams, do you know who Scott Adams is? He's he's a cartoonist. He did Garfield, oh, yes, yeah. right? Yeah. No, I'm sorry, not Garfield. Um, oh, gee, help me out here. He's he's the the engineer, Dilbert. Dilbert. Scott Adams does Dilbert, and I have I have one of uh, Scott Adams' books, and he starts off with the line, "Everyone's an idiot." Everyone. He's a Pulitzer Prize winning author cartoonist. And he went into Radio Shack. Now, now I'm dating this story because I'm talking about Radio Shack. Is, <laughs> might as well talk about dinosaurs. He goes into Radio Shack because his new phone won't work. And he says, I go up to the counter, Pulitzer Prize winner. I go up to the counter, very angry because my new phone, brand new phone, got it home, doesn't work. And I smack it down on the counter, he says, and I, I turned to the 16-year-old pimpled-faced kid who's behind the counter. And I said, make this right. And the kid opened up the back of the phone, turned the battery around the right direction, closed the phone up and handed it back to him and said, there you go. Everybody's an idiot in the right, given the right situation. We're all stupid. Okay. So don't think yourself above everyone else. 
You're not God. You don't have the knowledge of God. You don't know everything about everything. Uh, a, a little, a little humility goes a long way in this world. And we're not seeing a lot of that in people. We don't, we don't see a lot of humility. We don't, everybody, everybody thinks they're large and in charge. And it takes someone who really has a good idea of where they stand in life to be able to say, you know, that's new to me. I've never done that. Don't know what to do. Help me out, please. There's nothing wrong with looking for help. And that's why there's nothing wrong with turning to God, because some problems are too big for us. We just, we just don't have that, that knowledge and that ability. God does, and he asks us to come to him when we need help. He wants us to want him. You know, People say, why do we pray? Does God need our prayers? God doesn't need our prayers. We need God. God, God would be God with or without us. Yeah. So he just, he just wants a relationship with us. He wants us to talk to him. Think of your best friend. Would, would that person be your best friend if you never talked to them? Of course not. Communications is how we get to know each other. It's how we, it's how we join in relationship. So we go to God with our, with our issues, not because we're, we're, not, we're not capable, but God's more capable. And God invites us to, to bring him into our lives to help us. So for all the wisdom in the world is foolishness in God's eyes. So be open to inviting God into your life, no matter what that life is. Say, no matter what your age, no matter what your station in life, be willing to say, you know what? I can't do it all by myself. And invite God's help in, and you will be richly rewarded, not in the way that that society calls rewards. We're not talking big money, big house, you know, big yacht, things like that. Not that kind of reward. Our, uh, our glory is in the afterlife. Our glory is with God in heaven. And the way we do that is by creating relationship with God on earth now. All right. Our, our final reading is our, is our gospel reading. And our gospel is from Matthew. So, Matthew writes, Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other one as well. If anyone wants to go to the law with you over your tunic, hand over your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go for two miles. Give to the one who asks of you, and do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. You have heard what it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. And pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father. For he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good, and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is so unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect." the gospel of the Lord. I think this is one of the hardest lessons in Christianity to learn. Um, it was the hardest thing for me to learn. And, and I think a lot of people uh, are, are struggling with the same thing. You say, you're so nice to people because they're nice to you, so you're nice to them. The hard part about being a Christian is being civil to people who are uncivil, forgiving people who won't forgive you, forgiving people who've been unjust to you, that's probably the hardest part. 
But again, we, we come back to the point that it's not our job to act as, as judge and jury or to sentence people to any kind of uh, punishment in, in this life or the next life. Our job is to reflect Christ's love. That's what we're called to do as disciples. And this whole forgiveness thing, it's pretty tough. You know, it starts off with uh, the, the reminder of an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, which was a, a law at the time that goes even before Moses, before Abraham. This, this is a law, uh, the, the Hammurabi, uh, part of the Hammurabi laws, eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Everybody thinks that means if, if someone steals, cut off their hand. Yeah. Do, do the punishment, the punishment should fit the crime. And what it's actually saying is the punishment shouldn't exceed the crime. Don't get caught up in revenge. Don't think someone did this to me, so I'm going to do even worse to them. That's what God's warning us against, saying that this is, a, this is about equality. And if God loves us, then the equal thing to do is for us to love others. God loves people even when they sin. It's not God who walks away from them. It's, it's the sinner who walks away from God. God follows them and says, come back. And we see that in, in the, in the um, parable of the prodigal son. It was the son who left. Who, the son who took the, the graces, the gifts from the father, and left and wasted them. And yet, when the son ran into a problem where there was nowhere else to turn but back to the father, there the father was waiting for him, watching for him, ran to meet him, gave him back the riches and the, and the position in the family, and threw this great party for him to come back. God loves him so much. Father loved, loved his son so much. God loves us that way and wants us only to deal with others as he deals with us. And think of all the things we've done wrong in our lives that God has forgiven us for. And all he asks is that, please forgive others the same way. We, we cover that in the Our Father. I, as, as Christians, we probably all say the Our Father. I would, I would guess at least once a week, if not once, a day, once or more a day. Do we actually listen to what we say? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us in the same measure we are willing to forgive others. And if you aren't willing to forgive others, you have a real surprise coming for you when, when that moment comes that you face Christ's judgment. So listen closely to what, what the readings uh, uh, on Sundays teach. We don't read these just to fill up time. We read these to bring you closer to Christ, to bring, bring you to a better understanding of what Christ was trying to share with us in the brief time he spent with us. Uh, this is important stuff, and it's good news. It's good stuff. This isn't fire and brimstone. This isn't uh, a, a God who shakes his fists and, and hollers at us. This is a God who opens his arms on the cross and invites us into this embrace. Uh, this is a loving God, and isn't that what you really want? Isn't that how you would, you would really prefer him to be? So come to Mass, study Scripture, listen to the lessons, and most of all, go out and, and be a disciple. Be someone who, who's in relationship with Christ. As always, it's, it's a pleasure being with you here on Catholic Spirit Radio. Hope you've enjoyed good news, and I hope you'll enjoy, enjoy us again, join us again next weekend here at Catholic Spirit Radio. Until then, may God bless you, protect you from all evil, and bring you to everlasting life.
Good night. You've been listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in your life. Submit your questions to Deacon Al at goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. That's goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. Deacon will answer your questions about faith and religion. Thank you for listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio.